the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the breaking news of the moment is that the Paul Pelosi surveillance video is out. And I'm watching it, but uh, all I see so far is this crazy person breaking into Nancy and Paul Pelosi's home with a hammer. Like he's banging away at the door knob or the door lock or the window or something. But I've not yet seen Paul Pelosi appear on this video. I don't know if we'll have video from inside the house or not, but boy, it sure took a long time for the video to be made public. Will we learn anything from it? I don't know. And this speaks to the lack of mistrust that we have in our powerful politicians and decision makers because we automatically now assume because they've lied to us so often that, well, if they're not showing us the video, there must be something nefarious in it, right? I played for you earlier today the audio of new House Speaker Hakeem Jeffries at the podium in Washington, D.C. Now, um, Hakeem Jeffries is up there, and I, I get it. He's supposed to frame the things that the Biden administration is doing in the most positive light. But there's a difference between taking circumstances and portraying them in a positive light and just flat out lying. You decide. What's he doing here? Here's the Biden track record on the economy. Economic growth is up. Inflation is down. Wages are up. Gas prices are down. Okay, so wages are up. Inflation's down. Gas is down. Everything's great. Meanwhile, I hold in my hand a headline from the Columbus Dispatch. Over 163,000 Franklin County food stamp recipients will lose $10 million in COVID benefits in March. So there's 163,000 people in Franklin County who are on food stamps. Wages are up. Inflation is down. Who will lose $10 million in COVID benefits in March. Let's dig into this. The dispatch writes about a 33-year-old social worker and mother of two who lives on the Near East Side. And she was getting food stamps when COVID hit. And now the extra payments that were paid for by COVID programs, which they call SNAP benefits. SNAP stands for Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. That's going to run out at the end of February. What's that mean in real dollars? Okay, so if you're a family of four in Franklin County, and you were receiving food stamps, the amount that you have been receiving since COVID is $939. So you get $939 to spend on certain food items for your family of four. $939 a month. That's dropping to $753. Okay, so that's like $190 less 
that you're getting, which is about 50 bucks less per week, which is seven bucks less per day. An individual, oh, it gets worse. If you're just an individual and you're on disability or whatever, your income is limited and you're getting food stamp benefits, you have been getting $281 a month. Do you know what you're going to be getting once the SNAP benefits are eradicated? $23. If you've been eating on $281 in a month, which good luck if you're able to do that. I don't know how you would eat mac and cheese every meal. How are you supposed to survive on $23? I don't even think $23 could keep you in ramen noodles for a month. Who knows what ramen noodles are? Uh, Also, I note, despite Hakeem Jeffries' assessment that the economy is booming and wages are up and inflation is down and gas prices are down, I note in this story that it says the Mid-Ohio Food Collective has already seen an increase in demand for its services across 20 counties. What, are we uh, just unlucky here in central Ohio that all this prosperity that Hakeem Jeffries is talking about, Joe Biden has brought about, all this prosperity uh, is not touching us in these 20 counties. In 2022, there was an increase, a 33% increase in the number of visits to food pantries. In 2022, who's president in 2022? Well, that would be Joe Biden. A 33% increase in the number of visits to food pantries and a stunning 45% increase in the number of first-time families to get food stamps to nearly 200,000 first-time food pantry attendees during the second year of Joe Biden's presidency. COVID's over. Everybody's vaccinated or boosted. Economy's back rolling. It's up. Inflation down, gas prices down, productivity up, 2022. Why are we seeing a 33% increase in the number of visits to food pantries, Hakeem Jeffries? Why is that? Well, the reason why is because wages aren't up. Inflation is what's up. Productivity is not up. Gas prices are what is up. So they can keep telling you that things are fine, things are fine, things are fine, things are fine, things are not fine. Things are not fine, and there's a reason why they keep telling us everything is peachy keen, And yet the American public does not have a good feeling about the economy and about the future. We'll talk about that tonight on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show at 7 with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management. We'll replay it at noon tomorrow. All this lying, and that's what it is, it's not spinning, it's not putting a good face on, all this lying is folded into a cultural-wide acceptance of being lied to, a cultural compromise of epic proportions that place in peril the veracity of the institutions that we have counted on, right? We count on, for instance, the American justice system. We count on that. We count on equal protection under the law. We count on what Merrick Garland said the other day. Uh, without fear or favor. We don't discriminate according to political party or rich or poor. Everybody's the same, right? Everybody's the same. Well, theoretically, yes, everybody's the same. But as I said at the time, the mere question, the the mere presence of that question to Merrick Garland, are you going to treat Joe Biden the same as Donald Trump? Would Would anybody have asked that question in the 80s or 90s? No, I don't think so. I don't even think anybody would have asked that question in the 2010s. 
But we ask it now because why? We have reason to ask it now. We see the disparities play out. I want to play you a little audio here from a judicial confirmation hearing in Washington, D.C. This is John Kennedy, my favorite, Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, Republican, questioning um, a judicial nominee from the state of Washington who has been nominated uh, to serve on the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District. Judicial nominee. What does that tell you? She's going to be asked to do what? Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, right? Okay, so fair question. If you ask them what's in the Constitution, John Kennedy thought so. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Um, Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. Do you know what purposivism is? Um, In my 12 years as an assistant attorney general and my nine years serving as a judge, I was not faced with that precise question. Um, We are the highest trial court Mm, in Washington. Sure you are, sure you are. She didn't know what it is. Uh, What it is is basically like how do you interpret the law. Article 2, in case you want to know, uh, invests the executive power of the United States in the president of the United States. Article 5 tells you how to amend the Constitution. If you want to serve as a U.S. district judge, don't you think you ought to know what's in the document that you swear to preserve, protect, and defend? Well, the mainstream media does not want to have anything to do with the Project Veritas investigation of the Pfizer executive who said, uh, yeah, we're mutating viruses. And that's going to be a cash cow for us. And by the way, I think that's how the COVID virus leaked out of a lab in Wuhan. (laughs) Uh, The guy caught on the video uh, says that he was lying to impress a date. Lying to impress a date. Now, it's a question. I'm sure that there are people who have lied to impress a date, right? I'm sure that happens. Would you lie about making a virus more lethal so that it might leak out again and imperil the world's population the way COVID did? That seems a strange lie to tell. If you're gonna if you're like a hooked up executive at Pfizer and you're gonna lie to a date, wouldn't you lie about some research you're doing that is Bearing fruit in terms of making the world safer, not posing the world as a more dangerous place where something might leak out. I'm just saying, like, I try not to lie because I've said, you know, lying is really a pervasive evil in our culture. And we tend to dismiss it away as oh, it's just spin or oh, it's just their truth. No, it's not their truth. It's a lie. OK, uh, even a half truth is a lie because it's also a half lie. If it's only half true, it's half lie. If it's half a lie, I don't want any part of it. 
But Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, is not going to let this just go away. He has sent a letter to Albert Borla, the president and CEO of Pfizer. I hope Mr. Borla reads that letter. I hope he pays it more attention than he did that journalist in Davos who was asking him like 40 questions. And Mr. Borla's, Borla's only comment was, have a good day. Hope you have a good day. Thank you, Mr. Borla. You sound like a Bond villain. Uh, here's what Rubio's letter says. Whether it's gain-of-function research or selected structure mutations through directed evolution, as Mr. Walker claimed would occur, any effort to make a virus more transmittable and deadlier is careless and dangerous. Further, Mr. Walker stated that Pfizer is willing to engage in this dangerous research because COVID and its variants are a cash cow for the company. And regulators will go easy on their efforts because a significant percentage of government officials aim to work for Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies and do not want to compromise their future job prospects. Oh, yes, that's a that's an aspect of the undercover investigation that I did not mention. That this Pfizer executive said, ah, the regulators, the, the regulators, come on. They're not going to be really, really, really vigilant when they're regulating us because they all want to come and work for us later when they retire. We pay them millions of dollars. So how hard are they going to be on us? That's a dirty little secret in Washington. That's the same gig that everybody gets. Like Tim Ryan, I think Tim Ryan is one of these poor people on food stamps now that Tim Ryan didn't win the Senate spot from the state of Ohio. I'll bet you Tim Ryan is making a lot more money now than he was making as a 10-term congressman from the Mahoning Valley. Bet he is. Yeah, being an ex-government official is a really, 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 really good gig. Now, I'd like to end the week with a happy note. So, let's go to Mississippi and tell you about nine-year-old Lydia Booth. Sweet little Lydia Booth. What a beautiful cherubic face she has. I'm looking at her picture. She has won a lawsuit against the Simpson, Mississippi County School District for violating her First Amendment constitutional rights. What did she want to do? Did she want to wear a MAGA hat to school? No. Back in 2020, Lydia had been wearing her face mask to school dutifully that displayed the phrase, Jesus loves me. Then Lydia's computer lab teacher warned her not to keep wearing that face mask to school because no masks were allowed with words. (laughs) Uh, Well, after reviewing the school's regulations and dress codes, Lydia's mom, Jennifer, could not find anything that would prohibit Lydia from attending school with her face mask. In fact, there was a section in the dress code that protected students' rights to free speech. And so Lydia kept wearing the mask. Then the principal called the mom and said, you can't have religious or political things on masks at schools. And then the school changed, well, updated their policy to prohibit messages on masks that were political, religious, sexual, or inappropriate, blah, 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 blah. So Alliance Defending Freedom filed a lawsuit against the school district on behalf of Lydia and her parents, and they've won the suit. Excellent. Excellent, Lydia. Way to go. Way to go, way to go, way to go. This reminds me of the phrase, although in a different context, a little child shall lead them. I mean, this is a nine-year-old girl. She's not afraid to go sue for her constitutional rights. I talked earlier in the show about my dilemma here between like calling out evil and doing it in a way that I... I hope does not push people away from the only thing that will really heal our world, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing more diverse, more equitable, more inclusive 
than the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not phony, phony, phony baloney, DEI, that they're preaching in our schools. And you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to people to cram down the throat of your kids. But genuine diversity, all, all people welcome. Genuine inclusion. Genuinely equitable. Everybody's a sinner. There's an avenue to be forgiven and restored. So, we're told to stand against evil. Stand against it. Which doesn't mean sit quietly and let it happen. It means take a stand. It means other people need to know you do not sanction what is going on. What is being said. You do not sanction it. And you might have to stand up. You might have to take a position that makes it mildly or even greatly uncomfortable for you. If so, think of little nine-year-old Lydia who had the courage to do that. Think that made her popular with administrators in the school? Bet not. Now, here's a story that will be uh, interesting to all dog lovers, particularly those in Dayton. The world's oldest dog, Pam, resides in Camden, Ohio, which is in Preble County which is near Dayton. The dog's name is Spike, who as of December 7th was 23 years old, 23 years and 43 days old. Ah, Spike. Spike looks a lot like our little dog, Jake, although Spike's about 20 pounds heavier. I'm shocked it, he's, I'm shocked he's lived that long. Can you tell what kind it is? No, can you tell he us? looks like a chihuahua mix. Okay. That's what our little Jakey is, All a right. chihuahua mix. Although, wouldn't let Jake get his tubby as, ch- as Spike. You know why Spike is tubby? Because he loves Doritos. (laughs) Good for him. According to his owners, uh, Spike loves Doritos crunched up, the cheesy Doritos. (laughs) He is nine inches tall and weighs 13 pounds. His owner says that she found Spike in the parking lot of a grocery store 13 years ago. He was 10 at the time. How would she know he was 10 at the time? You can take them to the vet and they'll estimate, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. (laughs) Well, Spike looks like he's living his best life. Good. And I hope that he uh, has a great weekend. I hope you all have a great weekend. You got to be aware of what's going on out there. And I'll tell you all the time, we know how this ends, right? We know how it ends. It might end with persecution, but it ends well if you're on the right side. God's not on your side because you're right. You're on his because he's right. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.